Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I am David Wilson, joined as always by Susan Miller Degnan, our Miami beat writer at the Miami Herald. We're sitting here in the uh, visiting radio room, I think, at the at Dope Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee. And Susan, Miami just beat Florida State for the third straight year. Yeah. Pretty impressive, yeah. right? I would say. I mean, not that this Florida State team is great, but considering what Miami looked like coming in, well, they actually looked decent enough last week. But just considering how messy it has been this season, very uh, uplifting victory to mm-hmm. say the least. And I really think it should carry them um, a, a great deal. It should help a yeah. lot for the for the last. Three, three games, games. Yep. Of the two season. conference games, and, and 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 let me tell you the difference between a win and a loss tonight <laughs> was just yeah amazingly huge because now they only need one more win to get into a bowl game, which is you know that's number one uh, they've got to get to a bowl game and uh, and you know we're playing FIU and next week Louisville won't be easy right at home mm-hmm. but. Uh, uh, you know, I, I I think they should definitely win at least one of the next yeah. three. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sure. speak for Miami fans, but I think if most people coming into the year with who had realistic expectations, you know, the, the kind of goals you would have set for year one for Mandy, number one was obviously win the Coastal, which, as we speak now, is, is still in play. Virginia Can't believe is it, ahead of North Carolina right now in the third quarter. Uh, but So you'll know what happens in that by the time you listen to this. Uh, so that's going on. I think the next wow. thing would be just win like wow. nine, eight, you know, win a, a good amount of games, win nine, ten games, which I guess nine is in play if you win out and win a bowl. Um, but right. it's on like, you know, it's it, that's an uphill battle. And then the other thing was beat Florida State. And yep. Manny with a loss today would have lo- missed out on all three of those. You know, you would lose to Florida State, you would be out of the mix to win eight or nine games, and you would effectively be eliminated from coastal contention. Now you get at least one of those, which is kind of, you know, you needed really something great. in this season that has been so uh, frustrating, I think, for him, for the fans, and, and for yeah. the players, too. I mean, they're, they're, impro- uh, they're improving. Yeah, no, I, I mean, mean, this is the best improving. I think they've looked all year. Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of nice that the Hurricanes are, you know, getting better, yeah. basically. I, I, Particularly today was the offense, I think. I mean, the defense was great, which we know how good the defense is, but the step forward the offense took today was... Oh, yeah, it was... was Amazing. Jaron Williams looked look super good today. Mm-hmm. And Manny Diaz kept talking about how poised he was mm-hmm. and how he just sat there and how he was getting uh, blitz bombed all yeah. over the place. Like all this havoc going on around him. And he just stayed calm and he delivered. Mm-hmm. He had some beautiful deep throws mm-hmm. that we haven't seen. Yeah, at I mean, all. the two touchdowns I, are, are probably the two that are going to stand out to people, right? The one to Jeff Thomas. Uh, early in the game, and then a fifty. What was the 56 one? Fifty-six yards to, to D. Wiggins. Just beautiful. But he also, you know, he made a good throw to KJ down the sideline earlier yeah, that wasn't for nice. a touchdown. Uh, yeah. um, some great screen throws. Yeah, some, the, like really good. He faked for the forty-two kind of yarder to, to DJ uh, to DJ Dallas. Right he, he like looks to his left where all the action was going, and then and then he just kind of tosses it to his right. Mm-hmm. And you didn't. It was just he. He just was really good tonight, and. And DJ, I thought this was really telling. You know how they had talked about the meeting they mm-hmm. had um, last week or bef- uh, before the Pittsburgh yeah, game. Yeah, before the Pittsburgh the game. Thursday before the Pittsburgh game. Uh, the t- player-led team yeah. that we wrote about. Um, 
And you can check that out in MiamiHerald.com. <laughs> Miami so if you dig far enough down. Sports. But it, anyway, um, they all talked about that last week. And we uh-huh. thought, okay, did that really make a difference? Maybe it did. But then today, DJ said specifically that they talked to Jaron mm-hmm. Williams, which they had not revealed no. before. They talked to Jaron Williams and uh, told him uh, he needed to... Um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Get his act together yeah. and, and and mature. And he, he DJ said he had already been working on his maturity, but that he really needed to step yeah. it up as a leader. And and um, because he missed that Wednesday meeting, and yeah. there were some things going on there mm-hmm. with with Jaron um, that they said was due. Some of it was due to immaturity. At least that's what DJ said. Yeah. And Jaron really came through in a big way. Yeah, and it was. Um... Kind of, you know, we, we've heard Dan Eno say it a lot this year, and I think it's almost even been, like, made fun of in the among the fan bases that, like, just pitting all the blame kind of on the offensive line. Or not even necessarily the offensive line, but, like, the, uh, just the not having time for the quarterback, not having time for his plays to develop. Everyone wants him to run this, the, you know, much, you know, shorter passes, no, no play action, no long, slow developing plays. Right. But today they had time because, you know, Florida State's not a bad defensive line. No, you know, they've got I mean, as much talent as Miami does probably on the roster. But they only Miami only allowed two sacks. And, and with all sacks, that extra last time, week they only allowed two sacks. And with all that extra time, they hit That's, on some deep balls. They, they, yeah, they was, did. You know, and they that, got the athletes. I know you want to get them out in space, which is what Miami has done pretty well this year. You know, running a lot of screens. They, they right. were pretty good in the screen game today. You mentioned the DJ one, but... There were a couple others. I think Mark Pope had one. That was a chunk play. Maybe KJ. Um, but those long, I mean, Jeff Thomas destroyed the guy covering him on that first touchdown, just with a, you know, his footwork and his speed. Right. And you want to be able to get them out down the field, which is something that Miami hasn't done that well this year, in large part because of the offensive line. The offensive line it seems really to really true. be taking a step forward. They and really like I said, Pittsburgh That's... and Florida State, you know, those are Pittsburgh in, is, it's not Auburn, it's not... Pittsburgh is, has a really yeah. good... Di- Come on, they were leading the yeah, team. Yeah, leading the team, nation in sack. In sa- it, excuse me, they were leading the nation in sack. Yeah. I don't know if they still are, yeah. but... They, I mean, talent-wise, they're not Auburn, they're not LSU, they're not right. Alabama. Probably, but, but, but those are two... You know the two of the better defensive lines in the coastal, maybe two and three if behind, or three and four behind like Miami and Clemson. And that you know, DJ was just he said they pieced that D line up the whole night, <laughs> and then he said, uh, from, he said, he said, how many sacks do we give up? And somebody said two, two. and he said exactly from ten to two, bro. Yeah, that's a big improvement. Yeah, it's a big leap. And he said though, and, and he said those are the hardest working guys on the team. And he said that uh, uh, Coach Barry really prepares them. Mm-hmm. You know, he said like pros. So he was very excited about the the offensive line, and, and he should be because we really, uh, you know, came down hard on them because they deserved it. Yeah, and the, but they've definitely improved. They have. Um, and in the past, I mean, they've been decent in the running game all year, the passing right. game. And But today, I mean, DJ actually only had three and a half yards of carry. Like, it was all about the passing game today. And it's, I think the first time you look at a Miami game, you know, they've had games where they were impressive offensively, but it was mostly because of the running game. Like North Carolina, I think Jaron did throw over 300 against North Carolina, but that game, Miami's offense looked good because they ran it really well. You know, they've had moments this season where they've run the ball well and the offense has been good because of it. 
this was the first time they won, not just because the offense was good, but because the passing game was good. And that's, you know, they, they had to get to that point if they wanted to be a team that, you know, is now in the hunt to win, like I said, eight or nine games potentially and still has an outside shot. Maybe not quite as outside as we thought wow. at making the ACC imagine? championship in this imagine? messy coastal division. <laughs> wow. Just as good as the offense. Actually, better than the offense, though, was the defense. And, oh, yeah. defense was I just mean, amazing. Florida State looked like Miami oh, in week one oh, with the way that Miami. Truly... Nine sacks for Miami, 16 tackles for loss. Greg Rousseau had four sacks. He oh. now has 12 on the season, which is tied for fourth most in a single season in Miami history. He's on pace, if you include a bowl game, to set the single season Sacks record at Miami. He had seven in the last two games, which I looked at only the fourth time since 2000. Someone has had wow. seven sacks in a two-game, seven total sacks in a two-game stretch. And it looks so easy, doesn't it? Yeah. Does well, it? I mean, today I it was easy. I think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's just got long arms. He's relentless. He's a, mm-hmm. you know a big guy, but he's. Very mobile. Yeah, I mean he's, he's a wide receiver. Huge, in high but he's lean, kind yeah. of in a way. Yeah, I mean an all-state wide receiver. So it's just like he was like a guy who they just threw jump balls to. He was an all-state wide receiver. <laughs> like he's an yeah. athlete and super smart. Uh-huh. He's super smart and super nice, right? He's yeah, such a such a nice down down to earth, polite kid. Yeah, he's I mean today at, at one point today when we were in the press conference room, uh, Shaq got asked just like what he, what's changed for. Some, uh, something along those lines. What's changed for Greg? And he said, "I don't know. You'll have to ask him." And I looked. I was kind of standing up near the podium, and I looked back at Greg, and he just shrugged. And he's always got like a smile. It's just like big you know, smile, just, like a big friendly giant, right? Like uh, he's. True. I mean, he's. I think more than anything, it's just his motor is like unparalleled. I mean, and to have that motor at that size, you know, there's obviously. You know, Jimmy Murphy probably has like the best motor on the team, but like, <laughs> you know, it can only go so far. <laughs> you, it, I mean, I think of even like in basketball, you, the centers are always the guy that are hard to like, right. you know, get to like run up and down the court every time. But but Greg is just, uh, I mean, he's huge and he plays as hard as anyone. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And they can use him in a bunch of different ways. I mean, he's good off the edge. They move him to defensive tackle. Particularly today, he's he's a matchup nightmare in their third down package when he's uh, rushing as a defensive tackle. And they were in that set package a lot today because they were getting all the tackles for loss. They held Cam Akers till I don't know, he had like five or six runs for zero or negative yeah, yardage. Yeah, right. And negative. so they were just always in second and 14. And when that happens, Miami can tee off. That's the whole game plan. For their defense and you know Miami's defense has looked good I think they looked really good today because Florida State's offense is pretty horrible particularly their offensive line but True. I mean the fact that you hold Cam, Cam Akers was 10th in the country in rushing yards coming in they held him to 66 yards yeah, that was like, totally amazing mm-hmm. yeah totally and uh and and as far as Rousseau goes 
I think UM might only have one more year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a, a redshirt freshman, and yeah. last year he hurt his ankle and had surgery, season-ending surgery. He didn't. He didn't redshirt. start the first four games yeah, this year. He just came off the bench in the first four games yeah, of the isn't year. Isn't that amazing? Wow! And yeah. he, you know what? He totally was um, was fine with it. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah, totally Whatever. fine with it. Whatever. He didn't yep. care. It's almost like he doesn't even realize how good he is now. I think he knows, but he's 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 just a perfect player, and it's a shame they're probably going to only have him one more year. Well, it's but good he's probably going to be a first-round pick in a year. That is good. Miami hasn't had a first-round pick in a little while. It's true. Next year's the year when they could have a couple, and he's the guy. Yeah, at one point during the game, um, Cam Gorby was the PR guy who was sitting behind us, and I think I at one point I said he got like his second sack, and which gave him, I guess, 10 on the season. And we were talking about all the, the like records he was kind of uh-huh. flirting with. You know, he's the most sacks of the decade. Um, you know, first double-digit sack season <laughs> right. since like 2007 or something. Um, and I don't remember if Cam maybe asked what the record was. It was like 17. He's probably not going to get it this year. And then all he got two more sacks. And we were like, about that record. <laughs> like, yeah, it could happen. Yeah, it's not right? crazy. I mean, FIU. He'll have like. Yeah, I think that was what I said. I said, how good is if I use offensive line? You might have, uh, mm-hmm. you could go into double digits. Yeah. Two interceptions, too. Uh, I guess the only negative from the defense was Bubba Bolden injuring his, looked like yeah. his right ankle on a celebration. Because he was really coming into his own, too. I know. He's good, too. Yeah, he's he good. Was, he's he's Started uh, last week, I think, right? He's aggressive, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he's long, uh, like he looks like a cornerback. He does. He's safety. really long. He's a talented kid. And and then he gets an interception and chest bumps Gervin Hall. And boom, all of a mm-hmm. sudden limps off really heavily. Yeah. He, he kind of twisted. He fell, right? Yeah, kinda they like they, they were doing like a chest bump or shoulder, you know, like they, they jumped something. into each other and yeah. he kind of landed awkwardly on his ankle. Yeah, what a shame. Um, another thing I love just from this game today is it was kind of all, a lot of the guys who are like the, the have been the punching bags for the last couple of years kind of all had good games. You know, DJ Ivy who was got killed for the deservedly so for the Georgia Tech game where he got burned twice in a game where they allowed 21 points in regulation. Had the pass breakup on that bubble ball interception. He really made that play happen. Um, right. And he had Robert, two picks last week. Yeah, and he had two picks last week. Yeah. Robert Knowles had a great – he made a huge tackle on the fourth down – or on the third and to stop him at third and short – or set up a fourth and one. And then they got the stop there, made another play in coverage – and then D. Wiggins, who had all those drops last season, his first career touchdown catch. Oh, and how he like, nice And he looked that? so oh. – I mean, we can't – we're really high up here in the press box. Right. And, uh, but he, like, looked emotional after it. Got down on one knee like a lot, one knee like a lot of guys do and, and kind of pray or whatever. But he looked really emotional and everyone kind of gathered around him. And, he said he'd you know, been he's waiting He's a local his, kid from Southridge. Yeah. His whole life to very happy. He'd been State waiting game. his whole life, he said, for that moment. And yeah. for that moment, waiting his whole life to Is score a big a touchdown, and, yeah, in yeah. a big game, and um, he said any game, but yeah, yeah, this yeah. one, yeah, how special. Any other kind of big picture takeaways? I mean, we've talked so much about just this game specifically, but it, it does kind of feel, you know, the last two weeks combined, mm-hmm. not just today, because again, Florida State 
has all the issues that people paint Miami as having, and, and some of those issues obviously are real. Florida State has all those, I think, and then some. Yeah. But to string these, you know, they hadn't won back-to-back games since Western September. Michigan and Bethune-Cookman, right? Was the two Central. Or sorry, Central, Central Michigan, Michigan and yeah. Bethune-Cookman. Yes, They September, haven't won two in September. a row against uh, yep. our five teams. I think that they finished last regular season on a two-game winning streak. So, like, it had been a while. I mean, they really had had these kind of, you know, impressive win against Virginia. Yeah. Or, they're, or they're, baffling loss to Virginia Tech, followed up with an impressive win against Virginia, then followed that up with a baffling loss to Georgia Tech, followed up with an impressive yeah, win getting, against Pittsburgh. Like we said, they're getting better. And that's and, and Manny was asked about the big, big picture, what it means. And he said, you know, for, he was excited for the seniors, three wins over Florida State. Um something they'll be proud of forever and he said I think as far as our team goes we're starting to find ourselves these guys love playing with each other and um, that was nice to hear and I actually think it's true Um, he said they're coming together they're bonding and and that he's really excited to see what what this team will look like you know through the end of November yeah I mean if the open gives you a little it gives you a little uh kind of a you know hope and excitement that maybe they are going to you know just improve even more yeah i mean at this point obviously miami fans would still love to finish and go to the acc championship somehow which there's still an outside chance but considering where this all started 10 sacks in the opener against florida uh the horrible losses to virginia tech and georgia tech both quarterbacks having their injuries so true, you know the injuries. To, to just finish yeah. eight and four, you know, finish on a five-game winning streak, even if one of those wins is against FIU. Maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. But I'm saying it's all. I mean, that if, if this team is turning a corner, that's what they should do, right? These are yeah. they're going to be favored, definitely in the next two, home against Louisville, home against or not at FIU, sort of at Marlins Park, mm-hmm. and then at Duke would be pretty much a toss-up. But if Miami's one. Four in a row going into that game, then you would think there'll be there's a good chance they're a favorite in Durham. You know that if if this team has turned the corner like they like to say they are, have, which they've kind of probably said a couple times this year, but now it feels more legitimate. Right. Then you, real. I mean, you got to finish this year. You got, I mean, eight and four is kind of like the bare minimum, right? Seven and five is what they did last year, and the reason you go with Manny is because. Not to rebuild. You don't. You don't promote. Well, seven and six right. with the ball. Right. You don't promote the defensive coordinator because you need to start rebuilding. You you do that because you think you have something that you can build on. And building on seven and five, the bare minimum of that right is eight and four. So, and I think if the offensive line is better, which the last two weeks kind of indicate they are, then this team That's should be able to be really I mean, important. If the yeah. offensive line can hold, you know, can. Oh, two sacks a game. Yeah, and they should beat everyone left I've on the got, schedule. And I think we should close this. We should end this pretty soon. Yeah, we're gonna but, get kicked out of here. Soon, yeah, we so are we about out. to get kicked out. <laughs> I really don't want to be stuck at Doe Campbell Stadium. Yeah. But um, uh, the last but not least, Miami kicked a couple of field goals <laughs> yeah. today. Well, they also okay. missed one. But okay, but All they right. do have confidence. They now, kicked a thirty yarder, which they definitely did right? not. A thirty yarder and a thirty-two yarder. 
Yeah, I think yeah. 30 and 32 and 30. missed from 37. All right, I think. all right. 30. But at least he had confidence to take them, right? 30 and 32. Yeah, it's going to, you know, it's better than every single time they step up there, you know they're going to miss. Yeah, I mean, against I, I, Pittsburgh, I mean, the weather in Pittsburgh was an issue, so they, you know, right. they weren't going to really kick a lot there. But then the week before, they just had no confidence in their kicking game. And that's a big I difference. I mean, the fact totally. that... And I'm, I'm glad he let him get up there and kick. You know, right before halftime, Miami had a third and 25 after an offensive pass interference. I think they were at maybe the 35-yard line, something like that. And, you know, that's too far for them to kick right now. But instead of having to just, like, do a prayer into the end zone or whatever, or, or really, you know, think we need to score in two plays, they ran a, a little crossing route or a... a, a uh, flat to Brevin Jordan, picked up 15 yards, got them down. It was the 30-yard field the goal, offense, I think, right before halftime. You know, they could, they really changes the way you can Everything manage the game. Has, yeah. Everybody, I think everybody has confidence. Yeah. And I want to have confidence that we can leave here without getting locked in. Yeah. And we'll see if we can carry it over uh, into Louisville next week. That sounds good. It'll be, I mean, that's a, a game you got to win after you win these two. It's it's the classic letdown that, I agree. Has, yeah, it's that has killed day. It's senior, senior day. day. Yeah, it's the classic letdown that has killed Miami for really two and a half years now. Senior day. They, I think they won last year too at Pitt. Yeah. Wasn't but I'm just saying, senior? you know, they after all these good, they've, they've done they've done this so many times, not just this season, but you know, Pitt in 2017. Right. Obviously, a lot last year where things are going right and then things start to go wrong. And and today we we thought things were going to start going wrong when Bubba. Got hurt, and then they allowed a touch. They failed on a fourth down play, allowed a touchdown, but they regrouped. And that's the one thing Mandy's talked about all year is that he thinks, you know, and, and it's kind of shown just the way they came back against Virginia Tech, obviously, and uh, had the late drive against Pittsburgh. This team's responded well late in games, um, even if they're not necessarily winning all of them. They they're, they're games that they would have lost. Quit. And today, today they, really they put it all together quit. where they didn't quit when things went wrong, and then they actually kind of poured it on. Correct. They they haven't quit, which is what, what I like most about this. <laughs> I think it's what Manny likes most too. So do I. Although maybe he so likes the way that they kind of beat the crap out of uh, Florida State today. Not as close as the final score indicated. I don't think they Miami overmatched them on both sides of the ball and won their third straight against Florida State. The seniors three and one now. Uh, so let's finish there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. You can follow Susan on Twitter at sdegnan. Uh, S. S. Miller Degnan. Sorry, S. Miller Degnan. Yeah, I was thinking. I almost gave your email. It's, <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, be sure to check out MiamiHerald.com and the Miami Herald. Uh, you'll probably have already read all of our coverage from the game by the time you read this, but. Uh, obviously, we'll be back out of practice on Monday. We'll have a kind of more analysis-based story that will be up Sunday. So be sure to check that out. And uh, we will uh, talk to you guys next week. Bye.